I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And Athena makes her Talk is Jericho debut today. She's talking about her journey to AEW, her run with WWE as Ember Moon, and why she almost gave up on wrestling entirely. She talks about training with Skandor, Akbar, and Booker T, and the biggest lessons she learned from both. She details her multiple WWE tryouts and the circumstances around her finally signing. And then she talks about the events leading to her release from WWE and what her relationships were like with both Vince McMahon and Triple H. She talks about the development of the Athena character on the indies and what's it been like to bring her to AEW. But before we get to Athena, it's not too late to book a cabin on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at sea. Still a few cabins left at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And believe me, you don't want to miss out on the vacation of a lifetime. Talent on the ship is stacked. Seems like there's three quarters of the AEW lineup on the ship, including the acclaimed Jade Cargill, Swerve Strickland, the Lucha Brothers, Wardlow, Eddie Kingston, the entire Jericho Appreciation Society, Danhausen, the Guns, Luchasaurus, Willow Nightingale, Jack Perry. I mean, you name it. Everyone's going to be on there. It's also the only place to see the debut of Jericho House. And that's right. Chris Jericho and Dan Housen team up for the first time and maybe only time to take on the guns. And then we're going to determine the first ever Oceanic champion as well. Championship belt has been made by Dave Milliken. We're going to talk to him about that. It's killer. We got comedy and music on the ship. Fozzie's doing three shows. Quarantine, Quiet Riot, Raven. I'll be doing live podcasts. Dave Schrader of the Paranormal 60 will be hosting live paranormal experiences and stories. We're going to our own private island at Great Stirrup Case. So come hang with us. Book your cabin now at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. All right. It's time for Athena right here, right now on Talk is Jericho. All right. So this weekend uh, was huge with a new Ring of Honor Women's Champion, Athena. Um <laughs> Had you worked Ring of Honor ever before? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I did actually. Gosh, how long ago was that? I actually worked for them for like three years. Really? With like Miss Shift, Jenny Rose, 
goodness, there were so many women, I can't even think. But I remember it was around the time Miss Schiff got pregnant, and when she got pregnant, they were like, well, there goes our women's division. See you guys later. <laughs> we were oh, like, what? <laughs> they got rid of everybody. Yeah, I think because there were just like a core four of us that like actually worked consistently, mm. and the main star was Miss Schiff at that time, and she was awesome. Who's Miss Schiff doing? Um... She, I don't know what Did she's doing now. she ever worked now. as any other name other than that? No, oh, okay. no. She was awesome. She was like a master chemist. That was her real job. And I wow. remember that being like, why are you wrestling? <laughs> that sounds amazing to be a mad scientist. Right, yeah, yeah. And I think she was trying to uh, discover the cure for the common cold at the time. Oh my and gosh. She was like, what are you doing here? That's yeah, why are you slumming with us in wrestling? Wow. But yeah, she she had gotten into a relationship, got pregnant, and then they were like, all right, guys, thank you all for your services. We'll call you in a year. Oh, my gosh. So and it was you, Jenny Rose, and... Mischief. Allie was there. Uh, oh, gotcha. Gosh, where did she go? Bunny. Right, right, right. <laughs> She's had 30,000 names. Who was your name there? Athena. Oh, Athena, yeah. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, so is that where you started? It was in Ring of Honor? Because it's funny for me, because obviously I know you from Ember Moon days, and then obviously mm-hmm. being here in, in AEW, um, but I didn't know if you had started in NXT, but I didn't realize the whole... No, uh, no, Ring I actually... Um, gosh, I was... Before I got to Ring of Honor, uh, I was slumminated in Texas, as we like to say. <laughs> uh, I was trained by Skandar Akbar originally. No uh, I started in like 2006, late... 2006, 2007, I don't really remember. Wow. And then I started training with uh, Lance Hoyt or mm-hmm. Vance Archer, whatever right, right, right. his name is now. Uh, and Monty Brown. Then I went and trained with Booker T for a long period of time. And then I drove to Arkansas and tra- uh, trained with Rodney Mack and Jazz. So I'm kind of like a mutt of right. like training pedigree. That's quite a lineage of trainers, <laughs> though. Tell me a little bit about training with Skandor Akbar. That's just, that's pretty old school. Terrifying. Yeah. I remember for like my first month of training, I used to run down Highway 80 in Mesquite. He'd be like, all right, run to mile marker uh, 536 or something like that and get back. And I like looked up and we're at, it was like three miles there, three miles back. And I run down, run back as fast as I can, try to make it there before the end of training. He's like, if you make it back before training ends, you get to get in the ring oh my gosh and at that time i was playing college soccer so i was like sprinting mm-hmm. down there never made it back in time <laughs> never made it back it's so funny though like the old school training like i trained with the hart brothers mm-hmm. and we used to have to run a mile backwards and i think like what does that accomplish other than maybe they wanted to kind of weed out the mm-hmm. pretenders sort of thing yeah i i remember like the first day that i was actually able to get in the ring and i like i didn't even ask i i'm just at that point of like i want this eventually i'll get in there i see everyone else in there and like i just was like all right putting on my running shoes getting ready he goes all right get in the ring and i was like what <laughs> what it's awesome yes yeah, yes yeah. you know because i i think my first day i came for like kind of the tryout class did a couple roles. They taught me how to run the ropes. They gave me like a body slam or something. And I just remember being like, that hurts so good. I want to do this again. <laughs> and then like my next month was running down the freeway. And I was like, when do I get to do that? Right. When so get back, getting in the ring was kind of a sacred experience, right? Yeah, but like I appreciate it so much more because I feel like I earned the right to get in the ring. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And even then he was just, he was a hard ass. <laughs> he had that like, uh, what is it? The little horse whip. Oh my gosh. And like you'd run the rope or if you did something wrong, like you just... <laughs> Feel it hit your calf, and you're just like, oh, my God. And then I remember uh, part of our discipline when we weren't working well as a group was, like, we'd have to hit the turnbuckles, which isn't terrible until it's real rope and it's not taped. Mm. And, I mean, just we'd just be scratched and bruised all the way from, like... You mean, like, like, if you took the turnbuckle pad off sort of thing? The turnbuckle pad was there, but the ropes were so rough oh, from I use. See. So the ropes weren't taped at all. Gotcha. And just when you hit, it just scarred all your skin and just mm-hmm. be like, 
we just do the damn drill right, please? <laughs> you know? And But I think that's why I'm so disciplined now is because, like, he's he took everything very seriously. And, like, it's weird because to a point now, like, when I see people goofing off in training and stuff, I'm just like, oh, my calf mm-hmm. hurts. Like, you start, like, feeling all those old battle wounds right. and stuff. And it's... But, it, but at the same time, I know it's a different time and a different era and just the way we were trained, I guess, or the way I was trained was completely different from how like mm-hmm. I train people, which is weird. I'm like, we're a family. Let's do this yeah. together. And it's, it's so it's 180. Changed, right? And you said this was only 2006, right? 2006, 2007. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Like, and, and once again, it's just kind of the way of the world now, but training before was designated to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like, and not maim you or, or hurt you badly, <laughs> but it was there to like, let you know that wrestling was not a joke. Yeah. You know, and like you mentioned for us too, there was a lot, I, th- I think two weeks of cardio and outside the ring squats was before we were even allowed in the ring. And yep. that was like a huge, that's the a ring is deal. the temple. And yeah. that, and that's like that training is gone. You know, you hit somebody hard and, and we'll discuss this in training or, in, you know, even in a match and it's like, it's a bad thing. I mean, well, that's kind of how wrestling was always done. Yeah. Before, like, right? uh, like another thing, like I used to train, I was the only girl. So oh, like. Wow. And a buddy of mine, J.D. Griffey, uh, we started together. So, mm-hmm. like, we did the freeway. We did. I remember I couldn't tuck my chin learning how to bump. And Akbar was like, all right, get on the concrete. Like, I learned how to bump on that concrete. Oof. I have a back of steel now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. like, I tucked that chin every single time I was on mm-hmm. that concrete. Went back in the ring. Saw stars. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, it's, it's just that's the way it was. It was taken seriously. And if you couldn't do stuff right in the ring, all right, well, you're going to come out here. You're going to take your punishment. You're going to do it with a smile on your face get up do it again but like i don't know how to explain it, it was just so motivating it's like i gotta do better i gotta be better mm-hmm. i i constantly have to be better and that was like instilled in my brain because it's like i don't want to do that i don't want to do that mm-hmm. i play college sports i know what punishment is it's like no we do not want that do it right and by like it, it like i said it was weird because like i was also the only girl so i couldn't complain like the guys would beat the tar out of me It'd just be black and blue going home <laughs> And like, and I was teaching gymnastics at the time too, which, which sucked because like, I'd be so sore and I'd have to make sure like this eight year old kid could do a standing fool and not die. And I'm like, I don't want to pick you up anymore, (laughs) you know? So like, it, it, it was just weird. It was, it was weird. It was fun, but like, I would have it no other way. Why did you train with so many different, um, coaches in in, in different schools? Um, I think I just wanted all the knowledge that I could possibly get. Like, I remember, like, I was with Akbar, and he's like, you're not ready, you're not ready. And I was like, well, I'm going to find someone that's going to tell me I'm ready. And then I started training with this uh, guy named Action Jackson for a little bit, who, like, Akbar ran his school, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Action Jackson ran in the same building Tuesday, Thursday. And so I was just there five days a week, just doing what Mm -hmm. I could. And it was just like, okay, cool. And then Akbar had ended up shutting down his school, so I lost that avenue. So I went to Lance Hoyt, found out they were doing a class there, tried out, got on the show called uh, PCW or Professional Championship Wrestling at that time. And I was like, okay. Then Monty Brown came in. I was like, oh, God. And he's like, well, Booker's down the street. Maybe you should go there. And so I'd do like PCW training class for a while. And then I'd drive like six hours down to Houston to train with Booker. Like, and hopefully I got back before my parents noticed because I was still living with them at the time. Before they noticed. Yes. Or you didn't want to tell them you were training um, for wrestling? I don't, they didn't know I was wrestling for maybe about a year. Really? And I remember I'm, I'm the worst daughter in the world um, because I was trying to figure out a way to tell them. And I knew just like, they were like school, school, school. And I was in college. I was a straight A student, mm-hmm. but like I wanted to wrestle. And I remember just sitting there, 
my mom had gotten like really sick and had to have a surgery. I remember someone, I, I, I don't know if I saw this on TV or someone told me, they were like, all right, you have a moment right before she goes under that you can tell them uh, and then there's a chance that they'll remember or not remember. And I remember being like, mom, I don't know if you're going to pull it through this, but I just had to tell you I'm a pro wrestler. And she goes, what? <laughs> and that's how I told my mom. <laughs> that so I was, she woke up, did she remember? <laughs> she did. Oh. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? You didn't know if I was going to make it. <laughs> that was the only thing she thought. She's like, I, and, like, I guess the joke was on me because she was like, I know you've been wrestling. Like we've, we've known for a while. Gotcha. Like, and I'm like, ah, well, yeah. <laughs> why didn't you say anything? We knew you'd tell us when you were ready to tell right. us. Cause it was also one of those fears of like, I don't want to try this and fail. And then mm. they were right. I should have stayed mm. in, you know, I should have done this. So it was like this deep, dark secret of mine that wasn't even, I guess that deep and dark. All right. There are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos. Hey, amigas, see? Already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. Sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. So what was it like training with, with Booker, for example? Because that's obviously more of a modern guy, mm-hmm. but he's still very straightforward. It was it was really cool because, like, I was taught very old school. Like, Akbar was all about, like, big hits, like, clotheslines, body slams, just making everything have that intensity. And then I started training with Lance and Monty Brown, and they taught me how to be a big man. But I'm 5'1". Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, like, that, right. didn't, that didn't really transfer when I got to work the actual girls that are, like, 5'10", 5'11", right. 6 foot, And I'm like... Why do this power slam? They're like, no, no you're, you're not. not. No, no, you're not, kid. And, and so it was like, okay, well, I need to find someone that can help me fix this. And I got to Booker's. And Booker kind of opened my eyes to, like, high flying and aerial and being kind of not so much an aerialist, but just having diversity within my moveset. Like, mm. I was desperately, I still am, I'm uh, afraid of heights. Just think. Yes. you're on the top rope all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's muscle memory now, but I remember like I was doing the O-face off the second rope, and I had been doing it for years, and it just was murdering my body on the second rope, which is so name. sore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult. Uh, <laughs> um, and I had been doing it off the second rope, and it just hurt my body because of how quick you have to turn doing it off the second. Booker's like, go up to the top. And I go, what? 
I'm like, Mm-mm, no, sir, not for me. Someone's going to push me. I'm going to fall down. He's like, so what? You'll get up and do it again. And I was like, what? No. And he was like, all right, fine. Give the move to me. And that's the end of it. You'll be safe. You know, so I give it to Booker. Booker takes it. And he's like, all right, now you're doing it off the top rope in this ring, which was like the really cool thing about Booker's at that time was is um, he had a ring with short ropes. And then the step oh, above okay. that would have a little bit taller and a little bit taller. So eventually you work your way up to a regulation WWE ring at that time or what we use currently. And it was like, okay, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. And that's kind of how I got the O face to the top rope. And I feel figure like, man, I have all this time to turn now. And it was scary. It was terrifying for the first few, few times, but like he kept pushing me to do things that I was uncomfortable doing, which I like immensely thankful for that. He taught me how to wrestle my size as well, as far as like doing the head scissors and Rana's and making sure that I could protect myself in that aspect, but also the psychology and the storytelling, which is not something you really get on the indies. It's normally start small and big, like, right, 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 you know, right. and now everything had to make sense, which was kind of like this weird puzzle for me that I just just was like, mm. you know, see all the numbers, sure. E equals MC squared, like popping up <laughs> in my brain. And it became like really interesting. And, and that's kind of where I realized like wrestling, I'm never going to know everything, but I'm going to try to learn as much as I can. So Booker had brought in Rodney Mack and Jazz, ended up talking to them. They're like, why don't you drive down to Arkansas? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I live in Texas. Texas is massive, but at 19, 20, Texas isn't that big, mm -hmm. right? So, like, from Texas to the Arkansas border, it's, like, a couple hours from where I used to live. They were, like, nine hours into oh Arkansas. And I'm, like, oh. And at that time, we had MapQuest. We didn't have Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> Turn Map left here. There's nothing there. Right, right. Is that where you print out the – yeah, exactly, yeah. Go, like, and you're trying to figure out how to use a map. A map, yeah. Yeah, and so, like – finally found their school went down there like maybe like once or twice a month or i'd stay a couple of days down there and train with them and just like i just wanted to learn that's it like well, that must have been cool because jazz is, is no nonsense she's tough as nails too but yeah. this is the first time where one of your trainers is, is a woman right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and like it was it was at that time she had just gotten pregnant with the twins oh. as well because i was supposed to have a match with her uh, i ended up having to wrestle with rodney mack <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Five one little me shredded <laughs> from college soccer, maybe 115 pounds yeah. soaking wet, wrestling like just yeah. 280, just Hulking. jacked out of his mind, yeah. Rodney Mack, and like his student who was the same size as me. But I just remember like he hit me with a clothesline. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I got up and he's like, I didn't think you were getting up from that. That's all I hear. I didn't think you were getting up from that. I was like, what? Why are you hitting me this hard? You know? And, but like, it made me tough. And then like, so they had gotten some connections with a buddy of mine who doesn't work anymore. He had taken me all through Tennessee to meet the nightmares, trained with them. And then we did NWA up there. Then I got to wrestle at OVW with uh, oh, Danny wow. and Al Snow. And it just became this, I want to learn everything. I want right. to know everything I possibly can. And so I ended up, just driving around the country, just working, working my way and driving, yeah. <laughs> which is very stressful in the moment of just like, I remember taking um, a whole Christmas break, which was like three weeks to just, I'm going to go to a different state, work my way, get like 40 bucks, put some gas on the car, go to the next town. And that's what I did for like three weeks and barely made it back before the semester started because I ran out of money in Arkansas. So you're basically just like doing a show, which 
gives you enough gas money to go to the next show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you ran away in Arkansas, and what happened? <laughs> well, that was that was fun uh, because I wasn't close enough to Roddy Mac and Jazz's, and I ended up having to be the person at the gas station where I was like, "Hey, oh my gosh!" But it works, I guess, better because at that time I was like this twenty-something-year-old girl, like looking like. I, I looked like I was 14 at the time, and I was like, please, sir, can we have some coin? Could you please just spill me up so I can get to my parents in Garland? You know, like, just doing the whole sad stuff. Have some story. Christmas pudding, Yeah, sir. and I was like, yeah. look, I genuinely need gas and, like, some nice uh, family. They actually just filled up my tank for me. I was like, thank you so much. Oh, that's I just great. got in the car and got back home, and then I was like, hey, Dad, can I borrow, like, 100 bucks to get back to college? And he was like, what do you need 100 bucks for? I was like, mm. So I quit my job uh, to go wrestle for three weeks. He's like, are you still in school? I'm like, I'm trying I'm trying to get back to school, Dad. Yeah. I'll pick up my job when I get back, you know. And so he gave me the money, made it all the way back to Arlington, actually, where I was going to school at UTA. So it was just like. That's amazing. Like, that's a lot of sacrifice there, even begging for spare change at the uh, gas station. <laughs> yes. Ain't too proud to beg. No, that's uh, that's true. But, but man, that's the said that that. Uh, level of commitment mm-hmm. is this huge yeah mm-hmm. i i just i just loved it i fell in love like i i mean from the very first bump it just felt right and i didn't want to go through life like just regretting my choices or like hating my job because like i i went to college for a long time and i just remember switching my major every couple months cause like this doesn't feel right or i like this thing but i hate this yeah. and it just nothing felt right and then, like, pro wrestling came into my life, and I was like, this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. It was one of those weird just experiences where I was like, this is what I want to do. This, I, it's constantly changing. It's not the same job every day. Right. Like, I love this. And that's kind of just how it flourished into what it is now. So you mentioned that you were from Arlington. So I'm actually from here, Garland. Oh, from Garland. Okay. A terrible town. Love you guys. Terrible <laughs> town. Uh, you tried to build it up. Thank you, but it's still terrible. But yeah, I'm actually born and raised Garland. And then when I went to school, I wanted to play college soccer. And I just, I got scholarships, but it didn't cover anything. Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, going to community college, ended up playing college soccer for NCAA because there weren't enough schools in that division. And then came to UTA to do uh, kinesiology and sports medicine. But you do have a connection to Arlington. Yes. So when you won I, the title in Arlington, that must I have been lived huge. across the street. Okay, so tell us so how cool weird. that was. Um, well, so when I was uh, at UTA, that stadium wasn't there. Mm. Um, it was I lived in Arlington Hall, which was literally across the street, which was very bizarre because even though I, I lived in Arlington for so long, it was just weird seeing the same environment. And I, I don't know. It was it was like I got so many parking tickets in that damn lot <laughs> where that stadium used to be. Right. And I was like, well, I guess I'll never have to pay those moo-hoo-ha-ha. But like I said, I lived in Arlington Hall on the second floor. And I, my window looked at that lot. So it's like I was driving by and I was like, crap, there's a secret door for when curfew hit right, right there. <laughs> Come this way. There's a lunch hall with the 24-hour Chick-fil-A, you know. <laughs> and then, like, I'm just right across the street. And I'm just like, I just kind of stood outside. And it's just like, this is the most bizarre thing because, like, I dropped out of school there to become a wrestler. Right. And it was just like, this is very full circle <laughs> in one of those weird, like, outer body experiences where you're just like you from the heavens looking down you're like this is what you could have been but you did this it it was really cool it was really cool and it's just like man like to come back after what like 15 years 10 15 years 
very, very weird, very did weird. Did you have your family there watching? I did. My parents were there. That's cool. um, it, it's a weird situation because my parents didn't really support the wrestling career until I got to WWE. Because <laughs> then you finally made it, right? You, you made it. Oh, so this and... stuff is paying the bills yeah, now? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Right. I'll be there every show, you know? Mm. And my parents have always been supportive, but they're just, I think they were hard on me because they wanted me to succeed. Yeah. And they're like, school's the way to do that. You know, my dad went to college. He has a crazy good job being a metrologist or calibrating uh, equipment. Yeah, oh, wow. big words, big yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, calibrating equipment. My mom is a respiratory therapist where she's managed complete hospitals and stuff like that. So, like, they're both extremely successful in their professions. And when I'm like, I want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> and they go to the first show in Marshall, Texas. And they're like. 12 people or something. Yeah. 20 people yeah. in the crowd. And they're like. <laughs> what is this going to pay for? Yeah. You know? So I get it. You know, I ended up getting kicked out and I learned to survive on my own. Oh, your parents and, kicked you out? Oh yeah. Was, that oh was, wow. That was so nice... there was a lot of, mm-hmm. there's another sacrifice there for us. Yeah. So right around uh, when I dropped out of college, mm-hmm. uh, so I dropped out of college cause I had a WWE tryout. Uh, I think it was like the first one at FCW and I'd used my tuition money oh. to pay for the way to get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I went, to fcw and they were like all right you're great and i remember like norman said the most eerie thing to me at the time and he goes i just want you to know it's not about the destination it's about the journey but you did great though Uh, and i'm like and i'm like what was that so like i'm waiting and just kind of delaying my second year or third second or third year at uta and i'm just kind of just like all right where's that phone call they said i was good they said i was good and then Nothing really happened. I remember getting like this form that said, doesn't have the diva look, you know, work on that. You know, that's what they said. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have the diva look. They have this whole pamphlet, like on the coach, like what you did well, what you didn't do well, what you need to work on. Yeah. Which is, I I wish I still had it because it was just this little packet. It was thick and they gave you a DVD with you training, with your matches and stuff. It was, it was a really cool packet that I wish they still did. And so, yeah, the like, main critique was doesn't have diva look. And then it had some suggestions like maybe get hair extensions, maybe get new gear, maybe get this. What year was this? 2008. Okay, so you're just talking about the diva look at the time. It was still kind of the bikini model. They were type this thing. was this was like when they were doing that weird version of NXT with the obstacle courses right, and, right. and singing the, contests the reality yeah. show yeah yeah and it was like okay i'm gonna go do it and i remember i had made friends with natty mm. uh she was at my tryout and she's like i'm gonna help you out girl i'm gonna help you <laughs> well natty kind of has the same build as you too like bigger, yeah right? oh i think she's far more jacked like in a good way but mm. like she was like girl we're gonna get you and she hooked me up with the gear lady she hooked me up oh, with cool. a hair extension told her like she told me everything I needed to do, how to do it, how to do it on a budget. And like, I'm always eternally grateful for that because That's she didn't cool. have to do right, that. Right, right, right. You know, she had already been signed, you know, she's Natty Neidhart. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to do any of that. And it meant so much to me. And even when I saw her like years later, she was like, Athena? And I was like, no way. It's been five <laughs> years since I've seen, oh my God, how is, you look great. You did every, and she just, re- she has that memory that's so good. Yeah. And it was just like, man, she's just genuinely good person. You love, like, I don't know. They say don't meet your heroes, but like that mm-hmm. meant the world to me at the time because she was the first person that I kind of idolized for being different. And she was willing to help me when she didn't have to. Right.
You know who's living large at my house? My three cats, Mr. Mittens, Indy, and Snickers. And you know why? Because we switched them to Pretty Litter. Okay, so it's really me and my wife and my daughters who are living large, thanks to Pretty Litter. Because Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, so no more bad cat smells in the bathroom. Pretty Litter crystals last up to a month, so less cat litter box cleaning for all of us. And less fighting about whose turn it is to clean the litter box. I gotta deal with this fight every single week between my daughters. This makes it so much easier. Pretty Litter also ships right to our front door, so no more last-minute mad scramble runs to the store because we're out of kitty litter. And Pretty Litter has another cool feature that makes life just a little easier. It helps us keep tabs on our cat's health. It changes colors so you can monitor early signs of potential illnesses like urinary tract infections and kidney issues. It's easily the best thing we've done for ourselves and our cats in a very long time. Like I said, Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. Those are two big wins in my house, meow. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. So go to prettylitter.com slash Jericho and use code Jericho to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash Jericho. Code Jericho to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So once you had the diva look, then did you try again or kind of how so how did you end up getting to WWE finally? I was in the system, as they like to say. So I had the tryout with FCW. Then like six, seven months later, they called me backstage for a private tryout. And I remember it was me and Lance Hoyt because we were in Dallas at the time. Lance again, yeah. And they were like, hey, we're going to um, have you roll around with some of the divas and I remember it was Alicia Fox. Natty was so busy. She, I think that's when they were doing the Santino angle with Beth at the time. And she's like, oh, I, if I can't, I'll be there. I promise, but you'll be fine. So, you know, Rosa Mendez came in and uh, Alicia Fox and Natty. And everyone's like, man, she's great. She's this, you know. And I remember just being told, like, I don't know if you can. I just, I just don't know if we should sign you or tell you to lose some more weight. That was oh, kind of wow. what it came down to. And I was like sir, I can lose the weight. Just sign me. You know, I'm this, this young kid just eager to get what I can do, whatever I need to do, sir. You know? And, and so they were like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Cause we're a little packed at FCW and I'm cliff noting a bit of this, but yeah, like basically long story short, call me when you lose the weight. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll lose the weight. Like, yes. All right. We got this. We hit that number. But it wasn't in a healthy way because it was just like I wanted it so bad. Just like fasting or just like. I had a cup of strawberries in the morning. I would run three miles and then I would have a cup of strawberries at night. That was that was kind of the only thing oh I was gosh. ingesting. Yeah, so I you must had, have been dying. Yes, I was, and yeah. I remember my first night at FCW. They took a whole bunch of us went to Outback because a whole bunch of my friends got signed from that first tryout we all went to. And so they're like, let's go and celebrate. You're going to nail this. And I remember going to Outback Steakhouse having like solid food other than strawberries. And I bloated so much. Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm not going. Like, oh, and they're like, you're fine. You're fine. Right. You look great. I'm like, I just, uh, you know. Because when you're dieting too, like you, if you gain one pound or two pounds, it's mm-hmm. like, no. It's the end of the world, right? Yeah. And at that time, like, I feel like the hiring process to get into WWE, especially as a woman, was so extremely strict and hard. Mm-hmm. If you're one pound over that scale, like, which did happen the next day, I was one pound over. They were like, mm. <laughs> oh, all right. Thicky McThickerson over here. Okay. <laughs> you know, and so I had the tryout and it was me and Nigel McGinnis at this tryout before he retired. 
And he was like, oh, it's great to see you, you know, because I hadn't seen him since Ring of Honor. And so, you know, and everyone's like, you're going to nail this. You got this, Tom Pritchard. You got it this time. Norman's like, you look great. We got it. You know, and I did a promo and Dusty was there at the time. He's like, it's great. Can't, no critiques. And I'm like, Damn. oh, my God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. The next week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The next week. Um, there's a lovely young lady who we all know and love. And she is a sister from another mister. She came for a tryout. And she could dunk a basketball. And dance. I cannot dance. Naomi? I, <laughs> and they sign her. They're like, well, if you want the spot, you can have it. Bam. She got signed. I get this phone call. Oh, we just kind of found someone else that fit what we were looking for a little better. You oh, know, no. keep trying. And just at that time, I was like, I've done everything you've asked me to do. I've dropped my life for like three years at this time to do everything that you guys have told me to do. You know what? F you guys. I'm out. And so I was like, I'm going to make it to where you're going to want me and I'm not going to have to come knocking at your door for the opportunity. So my next like seven years on the Indies, I just went and made a name for myself. I wrestled at Ring of Honor. I had a couple impact tryouts that never really got anywhere because management always shifted for some reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like I went and just I wrestled for Shimmer and WSU, went to Canada for Femme Fatale and just kind of made a name for myself in women's wrestling on the indies of being the American Joshi is what they used to call me and just going around, just making sure, no, you're not going to go get popcorn. You're going to watch this damn match, you know, mm. or I just do the craziest thing possible. So I, people be like, well, what was that? What was that? You know? And it became like what I got known for. And fast forward those seven years, I ended up running into, um, Soraya at universal. And she's like, Oh my God how have you been all this stuff and I was like I'm great I'm great I'm just here doing shine wrestling you know and she goes you need to try out again and I was like no I'm good I'm good I don't need it now you feel like jilted right yeah yeah and it's not something I thought about and you know I was very happy I had a good government job at the time mm. like I was I was ready to like conform to society almost too because it was like 10 wrestling years wrestling was a great side project yeah it was yeah. a great side project I had wrestled who I wanted to wrestle I had done the gimmick matches I wanted to do and I was like alright I'm happy like bowing out here right. and, and going on and conforming to real life and she was like no and uh, she had actually just had that match with Emma on that takeover and I was like that was so good so good that's what really started the women's evolution right there i'll say it up and nice. down but like i think you're kind of right on that yeah yeah like it, it just like people didn't know that women could go out there and wrestle mm. and like now you have them on a pay-per-view platform and it's like holy crap they just went for almost 20 minutes and they just they killed it they had a great freaking match and i don't think anyone really saw anything like that I know I can make this between like Trish and Mickey. That was a really good match too. Mm -hmm. Built up with a lot of really good story, but like we hadn't seen that in so long. Oh, we could even go back to the jumping bomb angels versus the glamour the girls, call, yeah. you know, like we went through the whole desert of the, of the, the, the brawn panty matches and all that. Yes, sort of stuff. The gravy bowl, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so it took a while for, for people to kind of accept divas aren't doing this anymore they're actually mm -hmm. wrestling matches mm -hmm. so there was a transition period right yeah there was this weird transition period of like where at nxt at the time like we had all of these uh women wrestling and then on uh raw and smackdown they had the bellas who are actually really good if yeah, you yeah. give them sure. time to be good um you know wrestling alicia fox and rosa mendez in a 30 second match yeah. 
And that's why Give Divas a Chance got over because there was this going on. Interesting, yeah. And this going on. Right. And they weren't, they were on two opposite end, ends yeah. of the spectrum. And um, I just remember she told me that and I just was like, ah, I don't know, man. I'm not what they're looking for. And she goes, no, you're what they f- need. And I go, mm, I'll think on it. And she's like, take my number, let me know. And I was like, all right. So I go home and I'm with my buddy, Sue Young. And she's like, dude, you should fucking do it. You're so f- good. Dude, do it, do it, do it. And I'm like, no, shut up, Vanna. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, deep down aside, are you worried that you're going to get rejected again? Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's exactly course, it. Right? Because like, I'm ready to like lay the boots in the ring, walk away yeah, yeah, at this yeah, point yeah. in time. And and I'm, and, I'm, and I would have been perfectly happy doing it at that time. And it was just like, I don't know, man. And so I go home and I talk to my uh, husband and he was like, what do you want to do? He's like, you've, you've done all of this. You've been through a lot of stuff. What do you want to do? And I go, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Cause it's like, I, I, here I was seeing the door on the way out, yeah, ready yeah. to shut it, lock it up and be like, oh, all right, let's, you know, go do whatever. And now I have all these people with like chains, like, no, come on back. Come on back. We're not ready for you to go yet, you know? And it just became, I gave it like a couple of days. He's like, I, I fully support you, whatever you want to do, which was like all I really needed. He's like, if you want to go and try to get to WWE, let's get you a personal trainer. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do it the right way. Is and your husband gonna, in business? Yes. Okay. He's actually here tonight. Yeah, oh. he's awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, let's do it the right way. Because he's like, the wrestling, you don't have to worry about. It's all the other stuff that that's what they've always complained about, you know? So it's like, ah. So I give it like a couple days and I like go and we sit down for dinner. I go, I think I'm going to do it. He goes, okay. I already had the numbers ready. Like, he started whipping out stuff. Like, he already <laughs> he knew what I was going to yeah. do. You know, he's like, all right, here's the trainer. Here's this. Here's your meal prep. Here's this. And I was like, all right, let's go. And just kind of, it was a weird, like, two months because like i remember they were coming to dallas like in like a month and then two months from then they were coming back to like austin or something so i was going to try to get on the one three months out so i fill out the paperwork and i as soon as i hit send 10 minutes later i had a phone call hey hey uh is this athena yeah we want to invite you for uh dallas here in like two two three weeks can you do it and i was like Oh, okay. Mm. That's weird. Oh, yeah, sure, man. I'll, I'll be there. So I go and do like the Rosebud thing. And oh, uh, what's that guy's name? Adam. <laughs> Adam Rose. Adam <laughs> I go and do the Rosebud <laughs> thing. And um, Sarah, Sarah Motto's backstage. And she goes, Oh my God. We used to wrestle with each other. Sure. Oh my God. I'm so happy. See, you look great. You know, and Soraya's like, Oh, Athena's here. Athena's hey guys hey guys Athena's yeah. you know and she's like my biggest supporter backstage at the time Natty's there like yes you're here again how are you, you know and so it was like really weird because it's like I didn't know I made that big of an impression right. on people Had at that the much time. of a reputation yeah, yeah like it's like oh I've just been doing the stuff out there for a little bit I didn't know anyone knew me here and like Naomi walks up to me and she's like hey sis I've seen all your DVDs you're so great and I'm like this is crazy. This is really weird right now. Also, I've hated you for a very long time, <laughs> and you're so nice. Yeah. This is, and now we talk almost every day, which is crazy. And 
it's it's so bizarre and so like i'm like okay cool just eh, nothing's gonna come of this you're gonna do this go home so i have a tryout match the next day with a girl that's only been wrestling for like two weeks oh yeah oh, my goodness. <laughs> she's like i can bump and i can do a clothesline and i was like all right all right well we're gonna work around that so we go we have a match i think it's just absolutely terrible and uh someone from the office comes by and they go hey uh we want to introduce you to who is it at the time canyon canyon we want to introduce you to canyon can you we need all your available dates for the next two months to do extra work and i'm like i have a real job now i can't just like stop waiting tables and come and so i'm like okay so i tell my job and they're like this is great and i'm like you guys have never been this nice to me ever (laughs) ever and so they're like, whatever time you need, we want to s- help you succeed. And That's I was like, cool. I was like, I hate all of you so much. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to get out of this, yeah, don't I mean, you know? Yeah. And they're like, weird, weirdly super supportive. I need a day off because I'm sick. Can't do that. <laughs> right. But hey, you want to go wrestle on TV? Yes. Go, go right ahead. Let's put the banner for the like mascot all up so they, they give me as much time as i need off which is I was like all right fine so i give them all my dates and then they go hey canyon says just come down to a tryout next week can you do that and i'm like next week <laughs> and i'm sitting here i'm like oh my gosh i've only had a month to do all this dieting stuff and i'm like doing like a bodybuilder shred right now and i'm like mm-hmm. like a week and they're oh no sorry sorry two weeks and i'm like yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. All right, cool. So I get there. I do the tryout the first day. I get pulled aside. They go, hey, don't get her thrust tryout. We're going to sign you. And I was like, no, 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 no. So we get to the very last day and they put us, me in this one group. And I um, feel like Matt Riddle was in this group. Um, trying to, There were a whole bunch of people. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's in this group. And like, we're just like, I'm like, this is all right well it's all of us indie people over here in this one group yeah, this yeah. is weird right and then the, so Kanye's going and the, so he comes over and like the one thing i hate hated so much about wwe is they just always had a camera in your face backstage oh. and so especially when like things are so real like and so i'm sitting here my anxiety's through the roof and Kane comes over, he goes, all right, we're going to sign all of you. And like all of them have known me for so long at that time. They all turn to me and I have a snot bubble <laughs> popping. I have tears running down my face and I just kind of just lose it right there. And I like my knees give out like, and that's all I could say for like, an right, hour. right, right, right. And uh, like it was, it was really cool to sign the paperwork, do all that. And we all go out and have drinks after it was like this really cool magical moment where it's like, yeah, I made them want me sort of not really, but yeah, we got here, you know, and it, it was, it was really cool. Like I, I get, like, I don't regret any of it, to be honest with you. It's awesome. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from sling, the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
So after all those years, you finally get signed, and mm -hmm. obviously, um, then the new stage begins where you become Ember Moon. Yes. Where did this name come from in this whole character? Because there's a lot of different makeups and contacts <laughs> and all this sort of thing. So when I look at like the rosters and stuff like that at that time at NXT, I was like, what can I do to stand out? What can I do to be different? And so I kept pitching, like, I was doing a Game of Thrones gimmick on the indies uh, toward the end. And I had, like, banners and, like, some minion come out okay, and yeah, walk yeah, it yeah. out. And I had a sword. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I want to do that here. And they were like, that'll, that'll never get over yeah. here. You can never do that. So it turned into, like, okay, well, let's do something a little bit darker. There's never been a supernatural woman at that time in WWE. Like, yeah, kind of Luna at right. that time. time. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it, it was kind of Luna. Like, she was just, like, a weird, cool mohawked vampire lady yeah. at the time you know so we didn't really know i was like there's never really been a supernatural woman let's kind of go that avenue see what happens and so they're like vampire and i was like okay yeah sure they're like no 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 werewolf yes. and i go all right cool it's just like <laughs> witch it's like all right cool whatever we want to do so they kind of like we were kind of forming this weird like idea and then uh the head writer at the time was like no to all of this this is terrible so i was like all right cool so i'd done like a um couple of pc shows where i guess hunter watched and like so it was like i was doing the war goddess vibe and all that stuff and then they're like this is never getting over no one wants to write for this so i started doing the i called it the anti-bailey character where in front of all the cameras it's like oh my god i'm just so happy to be here <laughs> Oh my gosh, little Timmy, so happy to see you as soon as the camera turns off. Screw you, little Timmy, no one likes you. And so that's what I had started doing. And so we were trying to figure out ways to do that in matches. And like, I mean, everyone's like, this is gold, this is money, this is what we need to be. And then the vignettes start playing. I have no clue the first vignette is me. So I get a text from like someone at work and they go, did you watch the next seat? And I go, oh yeah, who's that cool, creepy mask person? And they go, are you with me right now and i was like what no who is it and they're like it's you and i go no that's not and so you had no idea <laughs> I had no idea because they don't show anything right in silhouette right, and i right, was right. like and i literally contact uh sarah Mato and i go do i need to change everything i've been doing she goes i think so you know so then the second vignette comes out and uh they only show the eyes or something like that and they turn the eyes red and i go Ooh, I used to wear contacts on the indies. And they're like, I think they're going to try to make this some sort of supernatural entity. So I was like, crap, let me just have red red eyes then. So I, I go through and I get some contacts overnight. They don't get there till the day that I leave to go to take over. And I just remember thinking, okay. And they're like, well, let's pitch them. So the original eyes I were going to wear, tore. I bought two pairs, so I bought a dark pair and a light pair. Like, I mean, super vibrant. Pair, right, right, right. Which is what made it to TV. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so they were like, man, this is crazy. She has crazy red eyes. What is she? And then, like, I remember that was it. They were like, who knows what she is? Mm -hmm. It's a mystery to all. And, like, right. and I was like, oh, I kind of like the what is she? Who knows? Wait and find out. And then five six years passed and we still didn't know what it was <laughs> so it was like yeah it's time for a change but yeah like i just remember thinking like okay 
Because I technically didn't know what it was. It was like, it can be this, it can be this, it can be this. We always need a film outside. There needs to be a full moon in the background. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. It's different. So I got like really into my inner CW goth. Right. At the, t- at the time. <laughs> CW. Yeah, because it's like, oh, no, we always need to have some sort of weird background that right, isn't inside. Right, right. And it kind of started working, but it never got past the what is it mm. part, which is which is weird because the wrestling always did the talking for me. So sure. it was like, all right, trying to figure out what the entertainment part of that was quite difficult because everyone was like, this person's like vampire, werewolf. You need to be stoic. You need to be happy. And there were too many cooks in the kitchen for the gimmick, I mm. think. So when I got to main roster, it was like, okay, what is it? I go, they told me it's a mystery. They were like, well, we need to find this. This can't just be a mystery anymore because the wrestling stuff's over. We need to, what, what is it? They're dressed to match the wrestling, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it became like, I don't know. And they were like, well, we don't know. You need to tell us. So I remember like going to multiple dinners with different writers and stuff like that and just trying to put a pinpoint on it. Or like I, I like to say the invisible dartboard that you just throw stuff and see what sticks see what and then yeah. hope that Vince likes it, you right. know? And like nothing ever really stuck. And then it was like, we need to take away the contacts. We need to take away this. We need to make you, you play video games. We see you on up, up, down, down all the time. Why don't we play video games and do this? And I'm like, all right. Like, I, I feel like I've always been that person that my real life needs to be separated from yeah. my wrestling. And plus, life. everybody plays video games. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's no wrestling werewolves. Well, well, I was a girl that played video games on TV. That's crazy. So uh. it was like this weird disconnect between me and the character and then like what the writers wanted. Because I think the writers just wanted to humanize the Ember character so people could relate to it. And I understand that because not everyone can relate to being a vampire werewolf witch person. <laughs> You know, like no one, no one really knows how to relate to that other than what they see in horror movies. So I was like, all right, cool. So I remember uh, it was me, uh, Mandy and Sonia. We were doing this whole like bullying angle, which was also weird because people didn't buy me getting bullied at the same time. Right. Because it's, it's just weird. I think the character was so oddly dominant, Mm -hmm. not saying I couldn't. It's just like, if it was a Nia Jax. Yeah. It wasn't what you were portraying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so they were like, we can tell the story because you're doing Be a Star all the time. You're doing this. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I remember it comes down to us tearing up magazines for like three weeks <laughs> on TV, which is fine because Mandy's gorgeous. She had the muscle and fitness, and they kept, you're going to tear up more magazines. You're going to throw the magazines down the hall this week. And I was like, how many of these magazines do we have? <laughs> Jesus. And I remember, <laughs> I remember going, can I just break a Nintendo on TV? What? What is a Nintendo? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you can go up to Target. I said, it's about $199. Go get a Switch. I'll load my profile on there. I'll play Donkey Kong Country. Have them come up. We'll break the Switch. People go apeshit because they were so hard to get at the right, time. Right, 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 right. And so they break the Switch. Internet goes how de- do you know how hard it is to get one of get those? Switch, yeah. yeah. And so it goes into an uproar and then they're like, we got something with this nerd thing, but they didn't continue it. Mm. It just became, they broke my switch and then they wanted me to come back. I will never forget this. They wanted me to come back the next week with a broken switch. Like I don't have insurance on this SOB <laughs> and that I wouldn't have gotten it replaced. They're like, bring the broken switch so we can see the damage. And I'm like, <laughs> It's not going to really translate well. <laughs> Am I four? <laughs> but 
but it was cool like we got through it and like i remember like the donut thing the donut thing was supposed to be a lot cooler uh because me and you so what was the donut so mandy and sonia have a donut company. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and at that time they were just now starting it out they were going to different donut shops around the country filming stuff really cool so they were like we're gonna have them throw donuts and like milk or something on on you on right. ember and, that, and i'm like that is bullying yeah that will work yeah. like you know and then it turned into me pie facing mandy with donut <laughs> donuts facing. backstage and that was the end of it you know so it, it was a lot of really cool ideas just what got translated to tv didn't quite correlate very kind of hodgepodge between different ideas and characters and mm-hmm. thoughts yeah yeah so it, like i said it's not bad i don't hate any of it it's just like i wish we would have got all the original mm. stuff because i think that would have been really cool vampire werewolf whatever you know going into the, you know well it was what it was i don't i don't hate it i'm very neutral to it almost when you were on the main roster did you have any interactions with vince about character or anything like that i did i had i had a couple meetings with him because like um i remember there was a time period where i just couldn't get any ideas to anybody you know my writer changed every week and then the draft happened which no one knows that they were drafting writers to at that time. So we were like, I was like, oh, this this lady I've been working with for almost eight months is now on this brand. Right. And I'm over here and yeah. I'm trying to figure it all out. Um, so I actually had like uh, a meeting with Fence and it went well. It just, it was like we came up with an idea to do like an anger management thing. And then I tore my Achilles right after that. Oh my gosh. And they, uh, ended up doing it doing something similar with tamina which mm. is really cool because everybody loves tamina yeah and it was just like okay okay but like after all that time of like he's so busy that it was really hard to get into his office That's and him, yeah. because i was like on the undercard almost at that time it was like i remember the first thing he was like i hear you want character development what ideas do you have and i was like and I really was like, sorry, hold on one second. I went and pulled out every character pitch that I've given to all these multiple writers. And I go, here are all the ideas that I've been pitching. You're telling me the only thing you've heard is that I want a character development. Yeah. Here's here it the is, man. Yeah. Like, you know, and he's like, wow. Like he was like really shocked. He was like, what? Just, I, I, he goes, what can we do? What can we do? Cause some of the ideas were used for other people, you know, nature of the business. I yep. get it. And, um, like I said, we came up with this anger management thing. Like two weeks later, I tear my Achilles, and I'm just like, "Oh, oh my god!" god. I was just like, injury too. Yeah, so like it was really cool because uh, at that time, Bischoff had kind of taken over creative, and I had had talk with him about it. We had a lot of ideas because Vince was like, "Hey, talk to Bischoff. Bischoff will get you squared away." Me and Bischoff come up with like all these cool ideas and stuff. Tear my Achilles. He's the first person that actually like goes, "Hey, very bad timing," but. He goes, hey, why don't we... He had this really cool idea of while I was out that I would just be the disgruntled, injured employee. (laughs) So he goes, I'm going to send a company-wide email, tell everyone not to talk about your injury because we have this really cool idea to create your Twitter account that's verified, like WWE verified, and you would just troll the entire show from the internet. Oh, nice. And eventually we would reveal that it's you. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. And then it leaks that I got hurt. Like right after that, you oh, okay. got out. And I was like. <laughs> Can't catch a break. And I was this. like, man, I'm just going to sit at home. I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to. 
I'm over here now. I'm just going to sit out. And then I had the really cool opportunity to do WWE backstage, which kind of made me fall in love with watching wrestling again mm-hmm. because I had to watch so much. Yeah. And at that time, I was watching uh, WWE, like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, main event, superstar. Everything. match challenge because I would go into work. Someone asked me one, one minuscule question about something that they knew only I would have watched. And it was like, I can give my opinion yeah. on this. You know, it was really cool times. It's like it was me, Renee, Booker, uh, Mark, and uh, sometimes Punk. And it was just, it was really fun. It made me like fall in love with like wrestling on a different level and be able to enjoy it as a fan because when you get injured, wrestling ain't fun to watch. That's right. Yeah. It's just like, ah, I could do that better. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what are we doing? You know, you become like just so angry. And like it gave me an avenue to fall in love with it. And I genuinely feel like a lot of our, um, feedback on the show had a voice had a presence because we saw things start changing around what we would say which was really cool or at least in my fever dream ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run the slice of skates cutting across the ice but what about this one that's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. What led to you getting released? I think it was a com. I think we were both unhappy. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like that's the best way to put it. So, Hunter and I. Uh, so, let me. When I got back from my Achilles injury. Uh, Hunter was the only person that really checked on me during that time. Hey, how are you doing? And I remember just having a mental breakdown on live TV about my Achilles because I found out I might have to have another surgery that morning. And if I had that other surgery, I'd probably be done and I wouldn't be coming back. So it was just like I unloaded just on live TV. And the first person to call me after that was Hunter. Hey, call me this time tomorrow. We need to talk. And so I kind of tell him everything that's going on. And he's like, Hey, I'm gonna. We're gonna get you in this, 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 and this, and then Edge called, and like that was a weird conversation because like super fan. And (laughs) he goes, "Hey, it's Adam." I was like, "Braun, what are you doing (laughs) calling my phone?" He's like, "This, this is Edge." Different from this Adam. Edge, Adam, Adam. and uh, I was like, "Oh, you know." And he's like, "You know, I tore my Achilles." And in between the two of them, they kind of turned it all around for me as far as like, let's get you in this type of rehab. Let's do this. But I remember just thinking, like, man. No one from main roster called, not even the medical staff there. But like, you know, it was it was like, man, these are the people that care about me, that care about my career. And I want to this is who I want to work for, you know. And when I got back, I was like, I want to work for Hunter. I want to work at NXT. This is what I want because they care. Yeah. And it's like at that time when you were looking at what they were doing at NXT, which I had to because of backstage. And then seeing what they were doing on uh, Raw and SmackDown, I didn't know if Ember Moon fit in on Raw and SmackDown anymore. But I did know she fit in at NXT because I saw Ruby there. I saw Kim, Mercedes, all of these peoples that I had went up and down the road with on the indies. They were all in one place. And I was like, this is where I need to be. This is, this yeah. is where I think I need to be. And so... 
I went there because of Hunter's vision for women's wrestling. Like, he's the reason why Give Divas a Chance got off the map, you know, started, in my opinion, because of what he did with Paige and Emma. You know, the Charlotte, Natty. Right, right, right. right. Like, the platform was there. Sasha Bailey. However you want to put it, it all started with NXT to me. True. People are going to argue that. No, no, it's true. But, like, it all started there, and that's kind of where I was like, that's home for me. That's that's my Mm -hmm. happy place. You know, so we had talked and he brought me back there and I had so much fun. I got to win the tag titles with Shotzi and and like I finally felt like things were picking up and I had a voice in my creative at the time or at least like within the story that they presented to us. And it was like, all right, cool. Things are going up. And then Shotzi started doing main roster tryouts. I knew at that time I was supposed to be going back to main roster at some point in time. So I was only supposed to be down there for a year. So I was like, okay, they're going to pull me and Shotzi up together. And so I'm sitting at home and I get a call from the head writer and he goes, hey, I got some bad news. And I was like, what's what's going on? They go, they're taking Shotzi to SmackDown and you're staying with us. And I go, oh, okay, yeah, good for her. No, 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 no. Um, They're going to have her tag with Tegan. And I go, what? No, the fire pit. We just got merch, man. We got like four shirts released. We're the fire pit, you know? And like, it was like, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool, cool. They're like, don't worry. We're going to figure something out for you. It'll be fine. So I ended up talking to Hunter that next week. He goes, I'm so sorry. Uh, This is what happened. Someone got hurt. They are already supposed to be up there um, for a tryout or something. They just put them together as a team. He goes... Nothing to do with you, not personal, just what we had to do to fill that void. I'm like, okay, cool. It's fine. Don't worry. We're going to get something for you. So he goes, you have any ideas? I go, turn me heel. I said, he goes, what? I go, turn me heel. We can tell the story. You guys have taken everything away from me. I said, put me on NXT. Give me a losing streak. And I said, and then let me lose everything and lose my shit. (laughs) You know, and he's like, all right, I like it. So we start that whole process of like losing, 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 but it was so stop and go. It was like, okay, because uh, that was around the time that 2.0 started becoming a thing. So it would be like, lose here, off TV for three weeks. Welcome back, Athena, lose here, off TV for a couple weeks. And so there was no continuation. But after I'd had that conversation with Hunter, I never saw Hunter again. Because that's when he got uh sick yeah got got sick and so it was like it was like all right we got a good thing going and then that's why it was so stop and go start stop start stop start stop and i was like and then i started seeing the backstage personnel change and then it became vince's team the team that i had worked with on raw and smackdown that like no ideas get past them and it became started being like how good people look outside of the ring and not based off of what they can right. do. That's in what the all ring. the colors that NXT 2.0. Yeah, right? yeah. And they were like new faces, new this. And yeah. it was like, cool. It's like, well, I volunteered to go on this losing streak, put me against all these. Yeah. yeah, these, yeah. I have no problem yeah. working with them, you know? And, and it was just like, I feel like even though I pitched, like take everything away from me and then rebuild me, it was actually happening. It was like, you took Connor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You took my writers, okay. You took my friends, okay. And it was just me sitting there, and it was just like... You see the writing on the wall. It wasn't even the writing no. on the wall. It was just I was unhappy. Gotcha. It was a, like you took everything that made NXT great yeah. for me personally, and it was all gone. 
And I remember going to Ross <laughs> and buying like a bag and putting it in the locker room because I was like, I'd walk in every day and I'd tell my makeup artist, I think today's the day I'm going to quit. And just for two months, it was just like this. And then finally, like, hey, we're pulling the trigger on this heel turn. I was like, oh, for word, let's go. I get excited. They're like, we need you to change your hair back to that fire colored hair. They, what we're going to do is we're going to turn you heel, but we're going to turn you heel as the old Ember Moon character. This is from Vince. And I go, perfect. Yes, those good things come to those who wait. And so they're like, get ideas about vignettes and this and this. So I go with Ryan Katz. We spend all day filming this vignette in one of the warehouses uh, to present to them at TV's that night when the meeting is so we can talk about the full turn. I'm walking around in 90 degrees Orlando with a beanie on, hope like with red and just like I'm so excited I'm so motivated and I walk into them telling me hey because of this 2.0 thing um, we're taking you off TV indefinitely and I was like what after I just like I dye my hair myself like I the just it's a process and just I was like what and I literally go what did I do wrong man and he goes you did nothing wrong you've been perfect and I go so why do I feel like I'm always being punished I said I do everything that I'm asked I go over and beyond what did I do and he's like you did nothing wrong and I just literally just sat there and I go you know what I said don't me bring me back to Orlando until you have something for me you know and he's like but but you can coach you can come up here and do one of these student coach class I go I go that's not why I'm here man I was like I was only supposed to be here a year it's past that point in time. You took Shotzi. You took everything yeah. away from me, man. You got to see what I'm seeing right now. Is that you guys don't care. So I'm not going to keep divulging that that energy. I was like, man, you have me so freaking pumped to come in here and then say, hey, we have nothing for you. And then give me a consolidation prize of coaching a class. And it was like. I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not at that point in my career. I love helping people. If I'm, if I'm there working out and they want to come and we work on stuff, sure. I love that. But like, I'm not going to come in here when there's nothing for me. And so I go, I'm staying home. I said, I'm not coming back till you have a TV spot for me. And I remember like pack, I packed up everything I could that night in that big bag left. And it was just like, I think I just quit. Like after, after months of saying it, I was like, I think just quit oh my gosh i mean like there were more things that were yeah, going yeah, on as well but like, it, but like yeah that was the gist of it and then i remember like that was in october i got the call in november because i guess they finally got the hint i wasn't coming mm-hmm. back and they were like budget cuts and i was like uh-huh okay yeah. thank you sir have a great day you know yeah. and that was the end of that it was pretty shortly after that you came to aw oh it was a while oh uh, was it a while yeah so october is when I left, got released in November. I didn't come to AEW till May. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and it, that was kind of like a, you know, we were watching AEW quite a bit, like, and I think just genuinely because I had so many friends here too, mm. like Ricky, Sammy, like we all used to roll down the Indies, yeah, yeah. Isla, and they'd be like, I'd run into, we're having fun here, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm sitting here like with everything being taken away. I'm like, I know, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell thumbtacks came out. I can tell you're having fun, you know? And I'm sitting here just like in the jealousy was building up. It was like, God, that looks like so much fun. They got a bar fire match. You know, they got Minoru Suzuki. (laughs) Ah, And I'm sitting here like, 
yeah, you want me to, okay, mm. yeah. Hold on, you know, you know, and that became like the cool thing is like, oh, guys, did you see AEW? Did you see, yeah. you know, we can't really talk about it. Right. You know, yeah. backstage, we're like, you see that one match? You mm. see, you see Sheeta kick the tar out of Nyla Rose? It was amazing. Mm. You know, and, and you're sitting here and, and like genuinely, I'm just happy for my friends that they're on platform. But I'm looking at how everything was running at AEW at that time. And I was just like, man, maybe, maybe that's a place for me. And so when I left, uh, WWE, I that was the one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to try to figure out a way to get to AEW. And I remember when I walked out of that building, I remember just being like, how in the blue hell do I get a hold of Tony Khan? <laughs> and so we had kind of, between my rap and everything, we had kind of been in talks in December of like seeing if there was interest. And it was just kind of back and forth. Hey, are you interested? Okay. Hey, are you interested? And during my 90-day situation <clears throat> where like I couldn't really can't do anything right yeah you yeah. can't do anything you're sitting there and like you're like oh, i just kind of threw away the dream job and it's just like do i want to wrestle anymore do i want right, to do this right, right. and it was this constant like what am i going to do what is going to happen and then like all of these requests came in from the indies of like oh we want you to come to our show we want you to come to our show and i was like well this is new you know i remember having to run to everyone else to get a booking to fill right, right, yeah. hey guys i got sunday november 3rd open still <laughs> if you want me you know yeah. like throwing up on twitter but all these old promotions that i used for used to work for were like hey come work for us hey come do this hey come do that hey come do this and it was like i don't know man <laughs> you know you're sitting there like i don't know if i want to wrestle anymore and i remember um this promoter at warrior wrestling goes hey Whatever match you want, I'll pay your rate. You get to pick your opponent. Who do you want? And I was like, I don't know. Thunder Rosa. I was like, I just, I threw out a name because I recently met her. She was awesome. We, uh, I went down to Mission Pro and kind of worked out to see if I still wanted to wrestle a couple times. She got me some really good girls to roll around with. And that kind of, like I had this, we went Broadway 30 minutes and it was so much fun. And I was so emotional after because it was like i thought i was gonna throw this all away again <laughs> and it kind of just got the bug going and and then that's when i was like you know i told my rep i was like yeah let's do it if he if he wants me let's do it you know mm -hmm. and it became like impact wanted me and then there was interest in AEW, but we could never get a hold of tony because tony is so freaking yeah, busy yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time right. and then impact be like hey hey girl hey <laughs> and i'm like yeah, yeah, I know, I know, hold on, you know, and it'd be like, you know, and they'd be like, my friends would be like, girl, I hear you're coming here. I was like, we have not talked to them, mm -hmm. you know, they only said, hey, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, right. we'll talk to you right, next right. week. Or, you know, and it, and it became like this weird, where do I go? What do I do? Because I have two companies that are showing interest and it was just like, man, I think I just want to go to AEW. I, I think I do. It's like, I have friends at Impact, but I really think I want to do AEW because I've had my eye on it for so mm -hmm. long. And fast forward to May, like, I, I literally think it happened so quick. Like, Tony had called my rep, and he's like, let's do it. And, like, within the next week, I was on a plane to Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is happening? And lo and behold, Athena's in AEW. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, are you enjoying being in AEW? I do. I do. It's, it's different mm -hmm. uh, in a good way. Like, I feel like... Um, I'm not going to talk about the other place no, 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 no. when I say this, but like it feels like everyone backstage genuinely wants this place to succeed. Mm -hmm. It's not people just trying to stay afloat. Everyone, like from the sound guys mm -hmm. to the techies 
that uh, cameraman, everyone just wants this place to succeed. And it's such a positive environment to be around where like, I, I remember uh, after uh, Jody that happened and everyone was like, okay, what's next? Like, and I was like, that is the weirdest reaction I've ever had. Normally it's like, oh, well, we're going to have to sit you in catering, you know. You, what you mean with the, the, the match in Toronto? Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk about that. Because okay. I've read some and we've, we've kind of running out of time too. I'm but sorry. That's, no, no, you're great. Because you had some interesting comments on, on working solid mm-hmm. and how, you know, women shouldn't, I'm using air quotes, work that way. Yeah. And kind of tell me your thoughts on that. So on the independent scene, I got coined, well, given the nickname, the American Joshi, because I hit hard. Uh, I work strong style, yeah. you know, and I've never been to Japan. Even to this day, I've never been oh, wow. to Japan and I want to so bad. Um, but I never um, have worked that style on TV. And I don't think that anyone knew I could. Mm. I think everyone sees like, so like, even though I'm Athena, everyone sees that aerialist in Ember Moon. Right. And like, Athena was like a ground and pound technician. Like I didn't really high fly at all when I was yeah. on the indies. I could like when I felt like it, but you know, for the most part, I work strong style and I love working that style with holds and suplexes and stuff like that. And when Toronto happened, it's, it's what every, I think wrestler dreams of on like a weird level of like, Yes, I get to turn, even though I'm still going to be a baby face when I go back to the States. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, they put me against Shoddy Threat. She's a hometown hero there. She's done all these death matches. She loves that hard-hitting style, and I'm very familiar with her work. So we go, and we have this match, and I remember they were like, this might happen. I was like, that won't happen, and then it did, and it was like, okay, well, cool. I'm going to be the aggressor in this point. And, like, the crowd was so behind her, no matter what I did. They were like, boo. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and, like, I remember getting to the back end. I was fine. She was fine. And everyone was like. Because it was a hard-hitting, you know, some yeah. would say stiff match. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right? yeah. Stiff, stiff match. And, like, she was fine. I was fine. And we're like, hell yeah. All right. And we got to the back. And everyone was like. Because they thought you took liberties on her, right? Yeah, they yeah. thought I took liberties. And, like, they, like, which is weird because I've never, mm. well, I've done, <laughs> not in this case. Not in this case, yeah. but, like, I've, I've never done that. And that's never been my intention. And if I did, they wouldn't get up. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, like, it was just weird because, like, I was like, what? Like, yeah, it, it was solid, but, like, nothing was unsafe. And I wasn't mm. taking liber- liberties. It was just, hey, we need to get back on the same page. Right. And it was so weird because people were like, hey, you guys good? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. What's up? And then, like, I go to catering and it's like crickets just. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they came. They talked to both of us separately. They were like, all right, I guess everything's fine. And then, like, I remember someone going, what's next? That was awesome. And I go, huh, what is next? Okay. And I remember the next day because we had two days in Toronto. They were like, man, like. Hey, you know what happens? I should just throw girls out to the floor. That's what I'll do from now on. I go, don't steal my gimmick. And they were like, maybe that should be your gimmick. And I was like, okay, cool. They were like, and then someone was like, hey, maybe you should do this, 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 this. And it became this weird, like, okay, there's something to this. And so we kind of, I did like a formal pitch and it got, yeah, let's do it. And like, with a pitch of being. Uh, just being the aggressor, the just aggressor. like working tough. And I was like, look, I was like, if you guys thought that I was frustrated, like, let's build on that. Let's, let's keep doing this. And I had wrestled Alexia Nicole the next night, which I've known her for years and kind of did kind of the same thing. 
And then, like, we, we went to the next town and kind of did a little bit more and a little bit more. And then it became, all right, a snap after the match now, just F you. And it, it was really cool because, like, there were so many people that had ideas. Like, Christopher Daniels has been awesome. Um, Sanjay has been awesome. Like, just of, with piling on, Davari has been awesome. Just piling on these ideas on how to make this grow and make this be better. Whereas, like, I feel like I wouldn't have had that there. It would have been like, okay, that's one and done. All right, let's go back to the next mm-hmm. thing. Just because we're in Canada doesn't mean you turn, okay? Right, right, right. You know? And it was just like, there was so much, like, growth and trust in it. And it's turned into what it is now, to be honest with you. And it's like, I'm finally getting back to what I was on the Indies, which I'm more comfortable with that because I was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I was a bad guy for 10 years on the mm-hmm. Indies. And then I was a baby face, which is weird because I don't like being the good guy. That's not fun for me, you know? Well, yeah. And it's like, you know, once again, it's like, you know, she and I beat the shit of each other, or, you know, Danielson and Moxley or whatever. Like that's kind of a style that we do here in AEW. Yeah. We have kind of a mix of many different styles, and one of them is just literally Japanese strong style. Yeah, and I think like I took a lot of offense to it. Like I've seen dudes even in, even in WWE on the Indies, whatever, they'll chop each other into chopped yeah, beef, yeah, like yeah. ground beef on yeah. their chest and stuff. And then I hit this one girl solid with no marks on her, mm. but yet oh my gosh, mm-hmm. oh clutch your pearls, we're coming, <laughs> we're coming, oh no. You know, and so it was just like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm just going to piss you off now. Like, mm-hmm. because that's what we do. We tell stories. And if right, that makes right. you upset, fine, come watch me do it again. Yeah, and exactly. I'm, I'm not going to have any regrets, you know. It's, it's 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 weird, but like at the same time, I'm like, yes, finally. Moo-hoo-ha-ha. Nice, right. You just sometimes you have to embrace it versus like trying to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Because like, honestly, if I would have defended myself on any level people are going to believe what they want to believe, mm-hmm. right? People are going to say what they want to say. Me saying my opinion, my two cents on the matter, mm-hmm. even even when stuff hit dirt sheets or whatever like that, like people still had their opinion, but they did watch that next show. Mm-hmm. They did see what was going to happen next. Creates a buzz. So it's about growing and making something memorable because honestly, like I, I really do thank Jody Threat for making Athena Athena again. Mm-hmm. And like, Maybe one day we'll get back to it. But, like, (laughs) you know, without her, this wouldn't have happened. And, like, it's just, like, the whole discourse thing, which is such a professional word for bullshit. Um, It's just crazy because I just want to show people what I can do. And, like, we go out there, we entertain. It doesn't matter how hard we hit each other. Hell, I hit my friends harder than I hit Jody Threat. Right. You know what I mean? And I can take it as well as I put it out there. So, like, it, it to me, sometimes it's a little irritating because you have the fans that want to be more than fans, that think that they know every little intricate detail mm-hmm. of what we do. And it's like, cool, if you want to know, hop in a ring. I'll show you. Yeah. Come, yeah. On, come on through. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. So. Last two questions for you quickly. Talk about the wings. Did you make those? No, I wish I did. They're uh, so cool. I just love these 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 butterfly dragonfly wings that come <laughs> up behind you. It's cool. Um, so when I was thinking goddess, I was like, what what do gods have? And it's like wings. wings. Okay, cool. Well, I I don't want just like angelic wings because I'm the fallen goddess, and I really kind of got into like cyberpunk Mad Max stuff, and it was just kind of like, man, what can I do that's different that and like honestly, midnight searches on Etsy are the worst thing for me now. <laughs> but that's literally how they came about. I found a vendor. He custom made me a set. Like I sent him everything that I wanted, and then I made the jacket and the vest that goes with it. And um, 
I accidentally threw them too hard one night and broke them. So I had Jade destroy the first set. Oh, that's why. <laughs> but I had, because I couldn't crank them open anymore. Right, and I was right, like, right, yeah. let's get a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was like, you know, we have this angle going on. Let's let's do it. You know, and then the sec, but I'd already had my eye on the second pair. <laughs> You know, that open and shut. And I just wanted these cool, like, wicked wings, which I just retired. I know oh, you're going to hate that. They're done. I, I, they're, retire, they're retired. They're retired for now. I want to do something different. I'm the light-up jacket guy. There comes a time when you got to move on to the next thing. Well, I'm going to be the light-up jacket girl now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> LED strips are my favorite things. I'm actually working on Oh, one they're now. impossible. Trust me, I had an LED strip jacket. That thing worked maybe once out of ten. Hopefully, mm-hmm. technology is... Advanced well, the last so the five first years. the first couple I made were absolutely dreadful. Yeah, like, you get one use that is done. it. You throw it the wrong way, it bends the wrong yeah. way. It's done. So fragile. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of figured out how I have to do it now, but I've made seven. Of oh, them nice. That light up. I've only worn one on TV. <laughs> well, when you um, when you have one that you're gonna wear, I would like to see it because I like to compare it to the one I have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because my first ones were all wired. And then oh, I tried a, a, a tried digital one. LED one, and man, like I said, it was uh, it was quite the hassle for me. But. So the one I did uh, for Ring of Honor, I actually put LED screens all oh, over. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. To, I didn't see that. The that was uh, I actually have here. I can show you later, but okay. uh, yeah, that was like I wanted to do a play on a movie, but then just be a troll at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like now my thing is going to be LED boards nice. on my jackets. That's cool because I can program and say what do I want. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, like, you can do little, little letters in there to say what you want. Yeah, right? yeah. Maybe I'll just troll my opponents. Yeah. And be like, ah, here's five seconds of fame. Like, bam, Boom. throw your name up there. Last question for you: What's your favorite match you ever had? Favorite match I've ever had. That's not fair. Um, or a few of them. My favorite match so far has been me versus Oscar at Brooklyn 2. And it's because I walked out to the crowd booing me when I was supposed to be the good guy. And I just remember being so confident in what we had planned. And you can go back and watch it too. There's a moment where I just look at the crowd and like I give a smirk and I'm like, I'm going to change your mind. <laughs> and uh, just anytime I got to wrestle with Alexa Bliss, the, like Alexa Bliss is one of my favorite people in the mm. world. The, we we troll each other in matches. It's it's the worst. Like she, I called Thriller, and she started doing Thriller in the match at one <laughs> point in time. The hokey pokey, and then I just make dumb faces to try and make her crack on yeah. TV. And then uh, Shotzi winning the tag titles. That one, um, that one meant a lot to me on a weird level because I had won titles before in WWE, mm. and she didn't know. Uh. And so when they told her, she's like, "My dad's gonna be in the crowd." <laughs> And I remember that being a big thing for me when I won the title. Sure. That my dad had yeah, to be there. Yeah, yeah. And so like Makes just to just to like see how happy she was and she's such a free spirit, it's crazy. Mm. Uh, but just seeing how excited she was and her dad passed shortly after that. So oh, it was just like yeah. it was like a really cool yeah, moment to just have with her and just be like, Um, I get to see <laughs> me do this all over yeah. again and I got my best friend here, man. She's she's best. So yeah, favorite moments. <laughs> well, plenty more great moments to come here in AW. It's awesome to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Great excited stuff. to be here.